Magandang gabi Pilipinas, ito ang Conversations with Candidates. Kung saan ating mas kikilalanin ang ilan sa mga kandidatong tatakbo sa Halalan 2022. Para sa ating kalimang episode, ang makakasama natin ay isang abogado, manunulat at leader ng isang non-government organization na ngayon ay sasabak naman sa pagtakbo bilang senador ngayong Halalan 2022. Ating mapapakinggan ang kanyang mga puro-kuro, opinion at paninindigan walang iba kundi si Attorney Alex Lacson. Attorney Lacson, welcome po sa Conversations with Candidates. Kumusta po kayo? Mabuti naman at maraming salamat sa imbitasyon. Okay, simula na po natin, Attorney. No, uh, una po sa lahat, ano po ang reaksyon nyo noong inendorso po kayo ni former Comele Commissioner Rowen Agmanson? Uh, masaya po no? at I'm, I'm glad and happy na inendorso ako na, uh, na isang respetado at uh, isang tanyag at isang uh, makabayang Uh, former commissioner ng ating uh, COMELEC. Ano? Uh, highly respected si Commissioner Rowena Guanzon at, uh, uh, at maraming sumusunod at naniniwala sa kanya. So isang malaking karangalan para sa akin ang ma-endorso ni uh, Commissioner uh, Rowena Guanzon. Okay. Now, uh, attorney, initially you were supposed to run as vice president para po sa Kapatiran Party. Now, what made you decide to withdraw and run for senator instead? Um, yung partido ko kasi, yung Kapatiran Party, uh, which I was one of the original members. In fact, I was the first second-gen Secretary General ng Kapatiran Party 20 years ago. No? Uh, pinag-usapan namin kasi nung nagdeklara si President Duterte na gusto niyang tumakbo bilang Vice President, nung in-announce niya yun, at walang uh, ibang klarong oposisyon na tumatakbong Vice President, So ang sabi ng partido namin, tapatan siya no? uh, para at least makat- makatunggali siya, makatapat siya doon at magkaroon siya ng kalaban na tunay na oposisyon. Uh, so yun, yun po ang naging desisyon. Biglaan yung desisyon na yun, pero tama din yung desisyon na yun uh, na uh, pinatakbuan ako ng partido uh, bilang vice-presidente. Pero nung nag-decide si VP Leni na tumakbo bilang presidente at kinuha niya si Senator Kiko na kanyang vice-presidente klaro na yon na na for for us na mag-slide down at bumalik uh, tumakbo bilang senador kasi okay. uh, ayaw na naming idagdag pa yung madagdagan pa yung disunity gusto naming tumulong sa unity ng opposition okay. so at hindi naging mahirap sa akin ang mag-decide na bumaba Uh, at mag-giveaway para sa kay Senator Kiko dahil ako personally naniniwala ako that Senator Kiko would be would become a good vice president kung siya ay manalo. Okay, now uh, can I ask uh, attorney, bakit po si VP Leni? Siya lang po ba ang nakikita niyo na talagang opposition figure na uh, talagang may chance ang tumapat against uh, the current administration? Um hindi lang dahil siya ay opposition, pero dahil ang politika niya tsaka politika ko pareho we are aligned dogma no uh, i have been involved in good governance work uh, for more than for almost 20 years i've been promoting good governance in my in my books in my writings in my speeches in my talks uh, i have led a, a public governance institute na sumusulong ng good governance at pareho kami ng ad, ng 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 politika ni VP Lenny, no? So, pareho kaming sumusulong sa politika ng malinis, tapat, at pabuting gobyerno yung base sa prinsipyo ng good governance or mabuting pamamahala. So, hindi talaga kami magkaiba ni VP Lenny. So, uh, so hindi, 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 hindi yon naging problema sa akin ang pagpili sa kanya na siya ay samahan ko at siya ay supportahan ko. Kahit na hindi niya ko kinuha, kahit na hindi niya ko kinuha, uh, I would have supported her. Ganun okay. pa rin yung decision, ganun supportahan siya. Okay. Pero in an interview po with ANC, sinabi niyo po na medyo strategic po initially yung pagtakbo niyo for VP since 55% of voters are up for grabs. Pero ngayon po na tumatakbo na kayong senador uh, para hindi umano, yan, gaya nga po na sabi niyo, para di na humahati ang opposition. Uh, doesn't this strike you po as inconsistent? Uh, attorney, kasi para ang, ang dating for some siguro ay tumatakbo lamang po kayo for the sake of the opposition and not for the ideology. Um, no, hindi. Uh, kasi nung pagtakbo for for vice president, so tinignan mo lahat ng angulo, di ba? Uh, so kasama na yung, yung possibility of winning 
So that's why tingnan natin uh, okay pag tumakbo ba tayo for vice president uh meron ba tayong chance also na manalo no. So so yun yun uh so there was not only one there's oh, there's not only one reason kung bakit nag uh, decide tayo na tumakbo for president noon. There are actually a number of reasons kung bakit tayo tumakbo. So tapos uh, pero ang number one talaga doon is yung uh, the fact na walang walang kat walang katapat si si President Duterte at the time bilang vice presidente walang walang katapat na opposition oh at uh, yun yung gusto naming tapatan tapos uh, of course tiningnan natin yung angulo na uh, uh, merong chance no na, na manalo din doon kasi more than 50% ka of votante at the time hindi pa sigurado kung sino suporta nila for vice president Okay, now, uh, what made you decide, attorney, to decide that Kiko Pangilinan was better suited uh, to run for VP? Uh, okay, number one, mas kilala talaga si Senator Kiko Pangilinan. No? Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, uh, siyang pinili ni VP Lenny. So, there is, uh, so kailangan hindi na talaga ma- ma-divide yung ranks ng opposition. Kasi we, we considered ourselves opposition doon sa partido. We oppose this administration. We oppose his policies and programs. Uh, we question yung mga yung uh, EGK, yung patayan, yung uh, his war against illegal drugs, at lahat ng mga namatay. No? So uh, he, we he, we question his policies sa sa China and yung doon sa sa West Philippine Sea. So um, uh, so yun, and consistent kami, pareho kami ni Senator Kiko. And si Senator Kiko and I, we've been actually allies no, for the longest time. Uh, so it was not really difficult for me to support him. Uh, and to and I really believe personally that Senator Kiko would become a good vice president kung siya ay mana. Okay. Now, noong 2001 po, you ran for Congress. Ngunit uh, hindi po kayo pinalad na manalo. Then in 2010, you rank 22nd in a senatorial race. Now, what motivates you to run in this year's election and what are your strategies to have a better chance of winning, attorney? Um, okay, let me let me uh, explain that. Uh, you know, I I do not come from a political family. So I am, in fact, the first, you know, in, in our family to, to run in a political... Um, uh, when I decided to run sa, for congressman in 2001, it was because I was invited by the opposition at the time. Yung si Senator Harrison Alvarez at yung uh, grupo nila uh, eventually became the, the core group of the People Power Coalition in 2001. At the time, I was a columnist of a newspaper and I was hitting hard on the corruption uh, against the Arab administration. And si Senator Alvarez, who was the uh, President Secretary General at the time of Lakas Kampi, uh, he would talk to me and he would give me information about what's happening, the corruption issues and everything. He would feed me the data and I would write them in my in my column in the in the newspaper. No? And uh, I was very young at the time and but he told me, Alex, this was months before na umalis si Erap sa Malacanang. Sabi niya, Alex, you should you should go back to Negros. You should go back to your province and you should run for Congress kasi matatanggal si Erap. Mapapatalsik natin siya. I did not believe him at the time kasi I thought na talagang napaka-solid ni ni Erap at the time sa Malacanang. But uh, dumating yung January 21, 2001, oh, napaalis nga si Erap, no? And again, nag-usap kami ni Senator Alvarez and, and he reiterated to me, sabi niya, Alex, you should go back to Negros and run for Congress because this is our second chance to reform Philippine society. And uh, we need all the young and idealistic people who could join us in reforming Philippine society. So, napilitan ako tumakbo. I had three months to prepare. I ran for Congress. Again, I was very young. Uh, I actually almost won. It was one on one, but of course we still lost. But after that election, I told myself this is not for me. Election is not for me. So I turned my back from politics. After one year after that, yung tinalo kong congressman, kasi during the campaign hindi ko siya inatake. I did not even mention him in my campaign speeches wherever I went. I just offered myself and my programs and I wanted to do kung nanalo. 
So siguro nagustuhan niya yung kampanya ko dahil positive campaign. One year uh, one year later, uh, he offered me actually to become to to replace him as congressman. Uh, so the next elections 2004, yung incumbent congressman na tumalo sa akin offered it to me several times. Talk to me, tinawagan ako. Sabi niya, Alex, ikaw nang tumakbo ngayon, I will run for mayor. I want you to become the congressman. Partners na tayo. I refused. I declined. Sabi ko, sir, it's not in my it's it's not in my heart anymore. Uh, I It's not for me. Politics is not for me. So despite his offers, I turned my back. Had I accepted, I would have become a congressman in 2004, but I did not. No? Hmm. So then uh, I went instead. I, I focused myself on my talent of writing, and this is when I began as a writer. Uh, it, it was in 2004 when I refused uh, the, the offer to become to run for congressman. It became clear to me that uh, politics was not for me at the time. I told myself I will be a writer. So it was in 2004 that I really decided to become a writer of books. And but um, what happened was that the first book that I wrote. In 2005, became a national bestseller, and because of that book, na naging bestseller, uh, I became popular in the civil society community. I became a, one of the uh, most sought-after speakers on patriotism and good citizenship. And six, six years, or five years later, in 2010, Pinoy called me up. I mean, President Noyne Aquino called me up on the last day of the filing of the COC and asked me to run for the Senate. I said no initially and he said, Alex, please make a sacrifice. We need new faces of hope and reform uh, that we can present to the people. So, so after talking about it for almost one hour, uh, I agreed to run for the Senate. Natalo tayo ulit noon, noong 2010. I told myself this is not for me. He offered me four times to join his administration. I turned them down. I said, uh, it's not for me. Bumalik ako sa private sector. I continued my writing of books. But itong latest book na sinulat ko, this is my modern, my humble attempt to write a modern version of uh, Jose Rizal's No Limitangere. So in this latest book of mine, I talked about the social cancer of our country. At kung ano ba yung mga sanhi at mga ugat-ugat ng social cancer ng ating lipunan, yung root causes ng cancer ng ating lipunan. At doon, nag-offer ako ng mga radical reforms kung paano natin ma-address itong cancer ng ating lipunan. At after na maisulat ko yung libro, naging klaro sa akin kung ano yung radical reforms na kailangan ng ating bansa. At ito'y naglakas loob sa akin na Uh, sumulong sa politika para isulong ko itong mga radical reforms na sinulat ko. And that's the reason why I decided to run. Because after I published my book last year, maraming mga prominent people who have read the book and encouraged me to run again for public office. Uh, and they said, Alex, these reforms that you wrote in the book, they're good, they're beautiful, pero sino ang susulong sa kanila if not you? So, uh, Last year, when I was invited again to run for the Senate, I thought about it deeply, and I prayed about it, and I said, Sige, let's do it. And that's why I decided to run. Because I really want to push for, gusto ko isulong yung mga radical reforms na sinulat ko sa aking libro. And, uh, and so yun, habang may konting kabataan pa ako bago ako mag-senior citizen, because in three years' time, I will be a senior citizen already. So sabi ko habang may konting kabataan pa ako, may konting kalakasan pa, I'd like to push for those radical reforms that I really want to see implemented in our country. Okay. Now, sa tingin niyo po ba, uh, para sa inyo na ang politika 20 years after your first trial? Uh, pag sinabi mong sa akin ang politika, uh, siguro mas tama pa yung isulong para isulong ko yung mga radical na reforma na pinapaniwalaan ko at uh, I I realized also kasi that the biggest reforms that we need in our country nasa larangan ng politika so nasa loob talaga ng political arena ang ang biggest reforms that we need in our country kasi kailangan yung radical reforms na yun kailangan maging batas eh uh, 
uh, pag hindi yon naging batas, hindi yon magiging reforma. Hindi sila magiging radical reforms. Kailangan talaga masin, mag, maging, maging batas sila. So, ibig sabihin, ba, pag, bago mo mag, may sabatas yon kailangan talaga isulong mo yon Either nasa, nasa na, kailangan nasa kongreso ka. Okay. Now, uh, you mentioned na gusto nyo po ng uh, radical na radical na reforma. Uh, can you be more specific on this, attorney? Ano pong pagbabago o ano pong reforma ang hinahanap niyo? Oo. Oh, uh, unang-una, may uh, differentiate natin yung uh, radical na reforma sa sa politika, political system natin, tsaka yung radical na reforma sa, sa ekonomiya natin. Both these uh, areas need radical reforms and both are urgent uh, reforms that we need. No? Sa politika, anong klaseng reform ang kailangan natin? Unang-una, uh, kailangan natin mahanapan ng solusyon itong mga political dynasties. Sobra na, sobrang sama. No? Uh, Pamipamilya na lang. Uh, at uh, because of these political dynasties, walang 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 wala walang demokrasya wala walang meritocracy no at uh, at walang good governance doon sa so maraming LGUs are being run as as private corporations na walang uh, personal companies na walang walang transparency walang accountability no so much wastage of public funds uh, and uh, nasisira yung meritocracy doon uh, that's one number one no? so kailangan natin maghanap ng solusyon itong issue ng political dynasty problem. Number two, uh, kailangan natin bumalik sa uh, itong, itong multi-party system natin is very chaotic. Very chaotic. Uh, uh, it makes political prostitutes of most of our politicians. Kung sino ang nanalo na presidente, nagdadagsaan yung mga, mga politiko na parang political prostitutes kasi gusto nilang uh, ano doon sa, sa presidente, ano no? They cross party lines so on and so forth. In fact, they jump their ships immediately and join the bandwagon of the new president. Uh, kailangan natin bumalik sa two-party system or we have to establish a three-party system. Kasi human nature yun eh. Pag, uh, pag member ka ng isang partido, kung two-party system lang, nagiging klaro kung ano yung partido mo. No? At uh, hindi ka basta-basta nalilipat doon sa kabilang bakod, sa kabilang partido. Kasi mahiya ka. Kasi two parties lang eh. Mahiya ka. At kakansyawan ka ng mga doong taga-kabilang parties. Ang tingin sa'yo ay wala kang panindigan. No? At wala kang prinsipyo. At, uh, at wala kang loyalty to your own party. So pag lumipat ka, you will always be looked at with suspicions. So that's why it's human nature for kung two-party system na kung nandoon ka na, papalakasin yung partido ninyo instead na lumipat ka sa kabilang partido. So kung may two-party system, lalakas ang, 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 ang political parties natin, magiging mature ang political parties natin, and pagandahan sila ng plataforma, pagandahan sila ng serbisyo, kasi nagkakompete yung, may competition eh. So human nature talaga yun. Pero itong nangyari sa atin because multi-party system, nagiging prostitutes ang mga politicians natin. Kasi they're developed. Uh, so uh, we need to go back to that, no? to reform our political system in the country. Number three, um, uh, we need to reform our party list system. Totally bastardized na ito. Intended, um, initially, ang gusto ng constitution na itong party list system natin para ito sa mga mahirap, malilit, mga marginalized sectors na ating lipunan. Pero ngayon, raided na ito ng mga bilyonaryo at mga political dynasties. Yung mga pamilya nila na walang matakbuhan na Uh, dito na nila pinapatakbo sa... At may kanya-kanya na silang party list ngayon. Pumunta ka sa bawat probinsya. Bawat, parang bawat political dynasty doon. May kanya-kanya silang political ng party, ng, ng party list system. So totally bastardized na siya. So nawala ng bosses itong mga mahirap, malilit at marginalized sectors. Kasi sila pa yung na-disqualify ng COMELEC. So we have to change that. We have to change that para magkaroon ng bosses at representation yung at yung lakas yung mga maliliit at marginalized sectors in our society. Pang-apat, um, tingnan mo yung Senado natin ngayon, uh, kontrolado ng uh, pamipamilya, no? Pamipamilya. Uh, alam mo ba by next year may posibilidad na magkakaroon ng mag-ama sa Senado 
mag-ina sa Senado, magkakapatid sa Senado. Alam niya na siguro yan. Yeah. Kung sino mag-ama, mag-ina, magkakapatid. No? And not only that, no? uh, of the 24 senators, 18 ka-senador, Tubong Luzon or Galing Luzon. Limang senador galing Mindanao. Isang senador lang galing Visayas. So makikita mo yung misrepresentation. Hindi lahat ng region sa, sa bansa represented sa Senado. We should we should reorient, uh, re-engineer our Senate. Bumalik tayo dun sa 1935 Constitution. Do you know that under the 1935 Constitution, yung pag-elect ng, ng senador natin on by region, kailangan natin bumalik doon. Sa Amerika, ang pag-elect ng senator nila by states. No? So, kailangan din ganun tayo, by region. Siguro dalawa per region. So that there would be um, bawat region represented sa Senado. At yung resources nila, ang budget nila, gagastusin nila doon sa, sa region nila. So there would be equitable representation uh, of regions in the Senate. There would be equitable distribution of talent and resources in the Senate. So those are among the reforms that Politica. we need in, yeah. oh, sa, sa politika, no? uh, political side. I'm not yet, I, I, I also support uh, parliamentary and federal form government, but long term. But kailangan i- ayusin muna natin itong mga apat na reforma na ito na minention ko kanina. Hmm. Oh. Sa, sa economy, economy. Oh, yeah. sa economy, there are major, major reforms that we need to do. Do you know that um, uh, uh, kung tingnan, kung nasusundan ninyo yung news, news reports about the top 20, top 15 wealthiest Filipinos in the country as reported by Forbes list every year, Sinusundan ko ito no, for the past 15 years. Almost every five years, yung, yung yaman nung nasa top 10, top 15, dumudoble in billions. In billions. Dumudoble in billions. The top 10, the top 15 wealthiest Filipinos, dumudoble ang kanilang yaman every five years in billions. Samantala, yung mga mahirap, 80% of our people remain uh, extremely poor. Why? Kasi... Maraming mga big companies in our country na uh, yung kita nila nandoon lang sa taas pupunta eh. And they pay their employees minimum wage or contractual wages. 70%, 80%, 50% of the workers are paid minimum wages or a little above minimum wage. Uh, so, and this minimum wage could not, could not, uh, would not be enough to make people get out of poverty. That's why, do you know that around uh, 80 million of our people today, according to a research by a foreign uh, group, yung Forrester Consulting, uh, around 18 million of Filipinos today nabubuhay lang sa utang. Marami sa kanilang baon na baon sa utang. Kasi paid low. Paid low. Uh, paid low in, number one, paid low in the government. Second, paid low in the private sector. Because, uh, so there is Uh, there are urgent major reforms radical reforms that we need in the the in the in the, in the economic system no? uh, so for instance uh, one of the reforms that i'm pushing for this is a systemic reform no uh, uh, this is the the dairy industry in the philippines no um, um, when you say dairy ito yung mga gatas ito yung gatas, keso at uh, at uh, drinks na may halong gatas, no? Uh, yeah. So these are all dairy products. Ito yung dairy industry. The dairy industry in the Philippines is bigger than than the sugar industry in our country. Sugar industry is roughly mga 70 billion pesos a year. But the dairy industry is roughly almost double, almost double ng sugar industry, mga 100 120 130 yan a year. Ito mga gatas, keso, no? But 97% of the dairy products in the Philippines are imported. So the dairy industry practically is controlled by foreign companies in the Philippines. So uh, that's why uh, Philippines is the biggest market of Nestle. Nestle controls 92% of the dairy products in, in the Philippines. The rest by Fontera, by Magnolia, Alaska. No? Uh, but 90, 92% nasa kamayan ng Nestle. Uh, paano makakatulong itong dairy industry sa uh, 
mga mahirap sa bansa. No? Uh, we have around 4 million na mga small farmers in the country who are poor. Roughly, ang earnings nila every month is mga 4,200. 4,000, roughly. No? That's why mahirap. No? Uh, poor farmers. Uh, 4 million of them in the country. Paano makakatuloy itong dairy industry? At maiahon sila sa kahirapan? Bigyan mo lang ng tatlong baka o tatlong karabaw itong bawat isa sa mga small farmer. Ang income nila mag-increase in a month. From 4,000, magiging 8,000 yan or even 12,000 or even 15,000. Depende doon sa pagginagatasan nila na, na kalabaw o baka. Tatlo lang. Tatlong baka, tatlong kalabaw na ginagatasan, bigyan mo ng yung bawat isa sa small farmer. Ang monthly income nila tataas from 4,000 to 8,000 to 12,000, even 15,000. May model na dito. And the model that we're using is yung the successful model sa Nueva Ecija of uh, Danny Fausto Dairy Farm. He has around 400 na mga kalabaw no, na ginagatasan. Dairy farm. No? At itong tatlong kalabaw na ginagatasan can generate a monthly income of minimum of 8,000 okay. as high as 15,000. So ito, pandagdag ito doon sa, sa regular earnings na mas small farmers na mga 4,200 a month. Mm. So just because of this program, ma-uplift natin from poverty itong 4 million small farmers plus their families. 8 times 5 yan per family. So 4 million times 5 year, we're looking at 20 million poor families in our country that we could uplift from poverty because of this national dairy program that I'm pushing for. Just would like to stress that um, itong dairy program was the same, was the pet program also of the King of Thailand, the father of the present King of Thailand. Ito yung pet program na ginamit niya to uplift from poverty almost 20 million poor Thais during his time. Okay. So, so nagawa ito sa Thailand, kaya rin natin gawin okay. dito sa Pilipinas. So okay. isa lang yan sa mga programa. And I have 15 programs. Uh, uh, and many of them are economic uh, reforms that could, that could uh, alleviate uh, many poor families from poverty. Okay. Now, uh, Attorney, you've mentioned inequality among the rich and the poor, as well as uh, the big multinational companies who control the Philippine market. But some people are criticizing VP Lenny's scam for being supported by big business, oligarchs, and elitists. What is your take on this? Uh, ano naman, consistent naman yun. Kasi I'm sure not all of them are, not all of them are really supporting uh, VP Lenny. No? But many of them are supporting VP Lenny. No? Okay. Uh, but it's good. No? It's good that they are really supporting uh, VP Lenny because... Uh, uh, our our yung tropa namin and VP Lenny really need a lot of help no? and resources and influence no? uh, so that we could reach um, a very wide uh, support from the masses, no? from the Filipino voters. Uh, pero, pero of course, um, uh, I, I don't think that VP Lenny is, uh, will allow herself to be tied down the moment she wins. Uh, yung reforma na isusulong niya uh, I am sure she will push for them with all of her heart and uh, with all of her soul. Ako naman, um, uh, uh, I, I don't get the support of uh, the big business. <laughs> I don't have the big business behind me. So I am actually, and, uh, and I prefer that I don't get their support because I re really would like to push for the reforms that I have in my platform. So, uh, yeah. See you on. So now, uh, attorney, in one of your interviews, you said that you wish to see real change. Uh, those things that you've mentioned, uh, ito rin po ba ang real change na hinahanap ninyo? Yeah, uh, ang tunay na pagbabago talaga na kailangan natin is kailangan, of course, doon sa electoral democracy natin, we should be able to elect good people, the right people to position. Hindi lang yung pamipamilya, hindi lang yung dynasties. And so to do that, we need to really re-engineer and reform our uh, electoral institutions. Uh, for instance, itong COMELEC right now, um, uh, si President Duterte, tinampakan niya ng mga taga-Mindanao. At uh, sa anim na naiwan ngayon, lima dyan taga-Mindanao. Dalawa dyan, taga, tatlo dyan taga-Davao. Diba? Ano yan? Parang 
yung Pilipinas, yung Davao ba ay Pilipinas ma? Pilipinas ba ay Davao lang? Diba? Lahat ba na magagaling galing lang sa Davao? Hindi, hindi naman dapat ganoon, di ba? So, yun. Um, so, I'm, I'm proposing there that kailangan yung mga yung mga appointee, yung, yung appointments to the constitutional bodies, no? constitutional commissions. Ano itong constitutional commissions? Comelec is one of them. Uh, including sigu- constitution is another. No? Uh, COA is another. Uh, kasi ito yung COA, ito yung talagang nagdedetermine kung uh, ombudsman is another. Nagdedetermine kung uh, kung sasampanya pa ng kaso yung isang corrupt official kahit na siya ay kalyado ng presidente. Eh kung ang nag-appoint ng ombudsman at mga justices sa Sandigan Bayan at yung mga commissioner sa COA at kung ang nag-appoint sa kanila ay presidente, syempre, mag-iisip, magdalalong-isip sila kung kung talagang babanatan nila itong governor na ito, itong senator na ito kasi kalyado ni presidente, di ba? So, what we need is an independent body that would be the ones to appoint doon sa bawat sa COMELEC. In, dapat hindi presidente. Dapat hindi presidente dyan. Dapat ang mag-appoint dyan in an independent body. Independent commission. So, dapat at itong independent commission na ito, uh, mas magandang siguro kung kailangan elected din sila. Oh, elected din sila para ang ang kanilang mandate is coming from the people. Oh, so, dapat hindi sila appointed by the president, dapat hindi sila appointed by by Senado or by Congress, dapat elected. Para pag na-elect sila doon sa body na yon, and they would have a fixed term of say uh, say seven years, no? Uh, and tapos sila mag-ano doon, sila mag sila mag-appoint kung sinong nararapat sa nararapat sa sa COMELEC, kung sino nararapat dapat doon sa 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 Supreme Court, no? So, yun, yun, yun. I think that's one of the reforms that we should really push for. At marami pa, marami pang reforms that we should we should push for. Okay. Now, uh, sa tingin niyo po ba ay uh, just yung dis- speaking of COMELEC attorneys, sa tingin niyo po ba ay uh, just yung decision ng COMELEC na ibasura ang disqualification cases uh, versus former Senator Bongbong Marcos? Hindi eh. Stretch yung reason nila eh. Mm-hmm. Stretch yung reason nila. Uh, I, I completely agree with Commissioner uh, Guanson mm-hmm. on her uh, personal decision na hindi consider ng itong COMELEC na ito, no? ng, ng division. Uh, I I completely agree with uh, Commissioner Guanson. Uh, disqualified talaga. The grounds are strong and valid for disqualification against uh, uh, BBM. Mabalik po tayo dun sa real change na tinutukoy nyo. No? What sets you apart po? Or ano po ang pinagkaiba ng real change ninyo mula sa di Omonoy real change din ng iba pa pong mga kandidato? Oo, um, I'm really looking for uh solutions to the big problems that we have in our country hmm. no kailangan talaga hindi natin yon uh, kailangan hindi natin sila uh is is santa be baliwala alam ko uh, itong panahon ng eleksyon na ito ang hinahanap ng tao ay yung pagkain di ba hmm. ang gusto ng masa marinig eh, paano ba kami matutulungan sa pagkain namin sa sa lamesa totoo pa yan importante yan no pero at the same time wag nating uh kalimutan ito mga big problems that we have in our country kasi sila yung nagkukos ng poverty in our country no so sila talaga ang root causes ng kahirapan so kailangan hanapan natin ang solusyon yun so technical itong mga problema na ito pero kailangan nating uh, kailangan nating kailangan nating ibenta talaga yung itong solusyon na ito sa publiko na kailangan ng radical change sa ating bansa kailangan ng radical na reforma no uh, ng ating bansa. So at kailangan nating pumili ng mga bago na mga kandidato, hindi yung mga luma. Uh, yung mga bago na nagsusulong ng tunay na pagbabago, ng tunay na mga radical na reforma. Oo, kasi kung uh, ang iboboto natin ay pare-pareho, maniwala kayo sa akin doon pagbabago ng mga sa atin. Six years from now it will still be the same. Mas now, malala ang problema uh, natin. Okay, now attorney Alex, uh 56% of May 2022 voters are part of the youth. That is according to the COMELEC. Now, what can the youth expect from uh, Attorney Alex Latson kung siya'y uh, mahahalal sa Senado? Uh, maniwala kayo sa akin. Uh, susulong ko talaga yung mga radical na reforma na sinulat ko sa aking libro. Isusulong ko yung mga 
yung tunay na pagbabago na pinapaniwalaan ko sa puso at isipan ko. Susulong, hanapan ko talaga ng solusyon yung uh, paano natin, uh, yun, tulad lahat ng mga rip ng problema kanina at reforma sinabi ko, hanapan talaga natin sila ng solusyon. At may solusyon ako na nasa isip ko. Kung paano natin, kasi ang ang biggest uh, obstacle parati dyan ay yung kongreso. No? Walang, walang, walang radical legal reforms na maipasa sa kongreso dahil uh, hawak, ng, hawak ng mga dynasty ang kongreso. Pero may paraan ako dyan na naisip. At kaya nga, ako, kaya nga sinusulong ko ito. No? At gusto kong i-champion yung paraan na yun. Now, at, now, attorney, Kapatiran Party is founded by Reynaldo Nandi Pacheco, who is also known as the founder of Gunless Society. With that, mm-hmm. attorney, uh, what are your thoughts about this year's approved budget giving priority to fund the procurement of arms and military equipment rather than the health department? Kasi, attorney, for context, or context lang din po, ano, uh, the military and police both get bigger budget than the health department. The AFP was given $213.78 billion, while the PNP was given $190.69 billion. While on the other hand, ang DOH po ay meron lamang po 188.3 billion pesos. Ano po ang tingin niyo As you can see, uh, you, it, it is really a clear, uh, uh, ano siya, um, yung prioridad is really mali. No? Malik-mali yung prioridad na binibigay ng, ng gobyerno, ng presidente, ng administration. Uh, hindi naman insurgency ang biggest problem natin sa mansaya. Ang, ang biggest problem pa rin natin sa ating bansa ay yung kahirapan, kawalan trabaho, at itong uh, right now, itong pandemia. No? So, um, so, wrong priority. Misplaced priority talaga. So, hindi ko alam kung bakit uh, uh, ganun yung mag-isip yung ano natin, yung presidente natin, but as you can see, uh, uh, hindi siya tama. No? And uh, in fact, including yung budget natin sa Sa, sa education is uh, maliit compared mo doon sa budget ng ibang bansa na karating bansa natin. So lalo na itong panahon ng pandemya na kailangan ng mga mahirap na kabataan ng mga gadgets at under the constitution guaranteed yung yung free education sa elementary at high school. In fact, compulsory sa, sa elementary at uh, free sa high school. So free yan sa elementary at high school sa public education. Pag sinabi natin free, dapat kasama na yung gadgets dyan. No, kasi yun yung pangailangan nila right now. No, uh, dahil sa panahon pandemya. So dapat including yung bad, yung yung gadget at yung connect yung connections nila, wifi connections nila, dapat isasagutin ng gobyerno yan. Kasi yun yung mandated ng constitution to provide free education to elementary and high school uh, sa public education natin. Okay. Now, attorney, uh, kung kayo po ang tatanungin, saan po ba dapat tayo mag-allocate ng... Uh... mas maraming pondo. Oh, uh, of course number one is really education right now, no? Because ito talaga yung kailangan ng kabataan natin and the biggest portion of our population is nasa kabataan, no? As you said nga 56% ng mga botante uh mga kabataan, kabataan o oh, uh, in fact, taniyan parang 63% po ng mga total registered voters ang edad nila ay uh, parang 45 years old and below. no 45 and uh ano yan uh, 63% of the voters 45 years old and below and 58% of the voters 40 years old and below so as you can see kabataan talaga yung nagko-comprise ng malaking bahagi ng ating populasyon that's why kailangan nating ibuhos doon yung ating uh, sa edukasyon ang ating uh, malaking budget Okay. Now, uh, what is your stand, attorney, on uh, publicizing the salen of public officials? I I am in favor of that. Okay. I, I really support that, no? mm-hmm. and I hope that we can really implement that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yung mga may tinatago lang naman ang ayaw yan, eh, diba? yeah. Yung mga may may yung mga may gusto lang itago yung yung mag-oppose yan. Now, uh, attorney, empirical evidence states that high levels of poverty and inequalities are evident in areas where political dynasties thrive. Uh, nakasad rin sa inyong 15-point platform, di ba, na uh, para sa kabataan may hirap na Pilipino ang uh, pagpapatupad ng isang anti-political dynasty law. With that being said, do you think that the president being a part of a dynasty uh, contributes to the corruption issues in the country? Yes. There's no question about that. <laughs> Doon pa lang siya ng issue pa lang siya as mayor may mga issue na about ghost employees doon sa kanya. 
COA reports yan, based on COA reports. So, okay. yeah, established na yan. Okay. Now, uh, will you hold him accountable once his term ends? Uh, yes, of course. Of course, right? Uh, sana manalo tayo para I would have I would be in a position to really make him accountable for it. Okay. Now, uh, what are your thoughts, Tony, on people who associate you with Senator and uh, Presidential Aspirant Ping Lacson? Magkabag-anak po ba daw kayo? <laughs> uh, siguro po, no? Uh, baka distant relatives kami. Uh, I, don't, I don't discount that possibility. Pero magkaiba kasi may... Magkaibang pamilya kami. Cavite ah. uh, siya, negros naman ako. In fact, we have never met before except four years ago. First time that we met. Uh, at yung mga pamilya talaga namin, hindi talaga magkakilala. Hmm. Oh, so, ah, okay. oh, tsaka iba yung politika talaga namin. Iba yung, iba yung pinaglakha namin sa, sa politika. I watched po uh, isang campaign sorti nyo and uh, sinabi nyo po dun jokingly na anak daw po kayo sa labas ni, <laughs> <laughs> ni Senator ano Ping. Na, oh, kasi, kasi uh, ano na, wherever I, I go or wherever I went, yun ang tanong lagi. Parating tanong yan. So, ginojoke ko na lang para mat- matigil na sabi ko anak ako sa labas ni Senator Ping. But of course, that's only a joke. Apa. Okay. Anyway, now, uh, attorney, marami na pong health and other experts ang uh, nagsasabing hindi epektibo ang pananakot sa taong bayan. With that being said, what approach would you propose uh, to convince people in reducing their hesitancy of getting vaccinated? Uh, kailangan ma-explain talaga yung scientific basis and yung scientific benefits of a vaccine. Oo. Uh, kailangan, naunahan kasi ang marami ng takot eh. Oo. At dahil sa takot, uh, uh, at dahil sa takot, uh, maraming ayaw. No? At dahil sa takot na yon, ano na, talagang nagre-resist na sila. At hindi natin pwedeng persahin talaga yung tao dyan. No? So uh, what we have to do, the government must really do is uh, be patient and uh and but at the same time be resourceful in and effective in convincing people uh about the merits and the benefits of uh, vaccination but hindi talaga pwedeng persahan yan okay now uh, nabanggit niyo po ang tungkol sa issue sa West Philippine Sea and uh, ano po ba ang uh, inyong paningin uh, or ano po sa inyong paningin ang best course of action pagdating sa issue natin dito Oo. Uh, gusto ko lang ma-explain muna ano, na itong West Philippine Sea, this is a major, major issue for us. No? Uh, ano yan? Uh, in fact, there are right now, uh, siguro at easily, I can see three major issues there. But uh, limited yung time natin, I'll just focus on one. No? Okay. Uh, there was a, si Dr. Robert Kaplan is a Harvard professor and a geopolitical expert. In 2014, so eight years ago, he wrote a book entitled the Asia's called Rune. In that book, he said that uh, 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 the West Philippines has tremendous uh, oil and natural gas deposits, second only to the Persian Gulf in terms of size and magnitude. Ganon katinde ang, ang gas and natural gas deposits dyan. Sabi niya, uh, the, the oil and natural gas deposits dyan sa West Philippine Sea could sustain the military power and economic power of China in the next 200 years. At yan yung interest ng China, kung bakit niya gustong kunin sa atin yung West Philippine Sea. Gusto niyang suyupin yan kasi it can sustain the military and and uh, economic power of China in the next 200 years. No? At right now, feeling ko, uh, ginagamit nila yung isang Chinese businessman na uh, to do that para makuha yan sa atin. Oh, so, so yun, no? Um, now, um, we should we should stand our ground. The West Philippine Sea is ours. Sa Pilipino yan, para sa ating mga anak lahat yan, for all uh, generations of Filipinos to come sa atin yan. So, kailangan ipaglaban natin yan. Uh, so, ang may, my position there is that I don't think UN is in a very good position to protect us. It's not because China is also part of the UN and China is also part of the uh, Security Council of the UN. At malawak na influence ng China doon. So, uh, I, in, in, my, in, my, in my analysis, inutil na ang UN to protect us. No? 
Mm. Uh, if to enforce the decision is decision. The the ASEAN is also not in a good position to help us, no? Uh, kasi marami sa mga ibang member ng ASEAN countries uh, may utang sa China. Instead, what we should do, we should align ourselves and enter into uh, an alliance agreement with the Quad countries. And these are, itong Quad countries, these are America, Australia, Japan, and India. Hmm. So, uh, these four countries, they form the Quad countries precisely to counter the influence in the aggression of China in the South China Sea. So, ang itong quad countries, they conduct joint military and naval and air exercises dyan sa South China Sea. Dapat doon tayo makipag-align. Uh, mag-join tayo doon sa kanila. And in fact, dapat we should invite them to to install a military post, naval post doon sa Pagasa Island natin para sila ang mag-counter doon sa pag tinataboy tayo ng mga Chinese ships doon. No, so we should allow them to post military and naval facilities to post lang, no? Okay. And uh, and for them and para sila yung pang-counter natin. So, yun yun yung ano ko doon. My 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 belief is that this is my belief, no? China will not go to war. Mm-hmm. It will not go to war. Uh, 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 remember ang China and Vietnam, matagal na silang may away at parati silang nagbabakbakan. Uh, parating binabanata ng Vietnam ang mga ships ng China. Hindi naman, hindi naman ginigera ng China ang Vietnam. Ganon din yung ginagawa ng China sa Indonesia. Indonesia. Yeah. O hindi rin. Uh, sa atin, nagpapabuli kasi tayo eh. Dapat hindi tayo nagpapabuli. Bully ang China but it will never go to war. Bully lang siya. So kung, kung magpapabuli ka, kawawa ka. Ang problema sa atin, nagpapabuli tayo. No? So, dapat we should stand our ground and and threaten them also uh, with words or all the ano and all the bravado. Uh, and uh, so, you know, but I think the, the most concrete thing that we can do to protect ourselves, interest in the West Philippine Sea, enter into an alliance with the Quad countries and allow them to install military and naval facilities dyan sa post, dyan sa Pag-asa Island para hindi tayo basta-basta matataboy ng mga Chinese ships. Okay. Now, uh, unfortunately, in the interest of time, we have to move on. Uh, dito sa conversations with candidates, hindi natin palalagpasin ang pagkakataong pigain ng ating guests. Kaya naman, let's move on to our next segment, which is Fast Talk. Dito sa Fast Talk, uh, as much as possible po, attorney, walang explanations. Ready? Okay. Okay. Sangayon po ba kayo sa hirit na mandatory military service? No. Pabor po ba kayo sa federalismo? Yes, but long term. Okay. Will you allow the ICC to investigate the Duterte administration's war on drugs once his term ends? Yes. Sino po ang dapat na managot sa mga EJK under this administration? Uh, the president, the chief of police. Okay. Pabor po ba kayo sa pagbaba ng age of criminal liability? No. Pabor po ba kayo sa 104% or 100% foreign ownership sa mga public utilities sa bansa? Yes. Ah, no. It, no. Ah, no. No pa. Okay. No. no on 100% foreign ownership on public Correct. utilities sa bansa. Yeah. Okay. Do you think Duterte's presidency is a success? No. From 1 to 10, 1 being the lowest and 10 being the highest, how would you rate the pandemic response of the current administration? 4%. 4 in your opinion, what is the Duterte administration's biggest achievement? I could not think of one. Okay. Its biggest failure? Uh, the killings, especially of uh, yeah, okay. uh, thousands of uh, lost lives. Okay. Now, attorney, describe yourself in one word. I'm a reformist. Okay. Maraming salamat po sa pagsagot sa may init na aming tanong dito sa ating fast talk. To end our conversation, Attorney Alex, now is your chance para magbigay po ng kaunting mensahe sa ating mga tagapakinig upang malaman nila kung bakit karapat-tapat po kayong iboto. Go ahead, sir. Uh, Tagasulong po talaga ako ng mga radical na reforma. Yun po talaga ang pakay ko kung bakit ako tumatakbo. Naging klaro sa akin ang radical na reforms na kailangan ng ating bansa after na maisulat ko yung pinakahuli kong libro at yun yung gusto kong isulong 
yung tunay na pagbabago bas, ba, base sa radical reforms. Uh, kaya po kailangan ko ang tulong ninyo. Uh, pero bahala na po kayo. No? Uh, sana lang po huwag kayo bumoto ng mga luma. Kailangan po ng pagbabago ng ating bansa at mga bago lang na may bagong ideya, bagong puso ang magbibigay ng bagong pag-asa para sa ating lahat. So maraming salamat po sa inyong lahat. Okay, now attorney, now is your chance para sabihin naman ang inyong mensahe sa inyong mga makakatunggali sa darating na Mayo. Oo. Uh, sana po huwag nating pabayaan na maling informasyon at kasinunggalingan at pandaraya ang manaig itong election po na ito. Dahil gusto lang natin manalo. Uh, sana po isipin natin yung kapakanan ng nagsambayan ng Pilipino. Sana hindi lang yung kagustuhan natin na manalo. So, sana po uh, magdalawang isip tayo. Uh, at uh, panalunin natin po yung sambayan ng Pilipino itong darating na eleksyon, hindi lang po tayo. Maraming salamat po. Okay, on that note, thank you so much for joining us tonight, Attorney Alex Lapson. Stay safe and good luck po on your senatorial run. Maraming maraming salamat po. Maraming maraming salamat po sa inyo lahat. Thank you po sa oportunidad. At dyan po nagtatapos ang ating episode ngayong gabi. Abangan ang ilan pa mga kandidatong tatakbo sa halalan 2022 sa aming mga susunod pa naming episodes. Mapapakinggan din ang episode na ito on demand gamit ang inyong paboritong podcast app. I-search lamang ang The DLSUD Green FM Podcast. This show is made possible by our partners Now You Know, Buhay Mascom, We The Youth Vote, Activista, DLSUD Communication Program Council, DLSUD Political Science Program Council, DLSUD College of Liberal Arts and Communication Student Government, and DLSUD University Student Government. Mula sa aming executive producer na si Zeus Legaspi, head writer na si Sander Cipriano, sa aming research and technical staff, ako po si LJ Abadinas, at ito, ang Conversations with Candidates. Maraming salamat at magandang gabi sa inyong lahat.